How much of a say should a chassan and kala have in the planning of their wedding? Someone once shared with me that he had vacation in a mountaintop in Turkey. It had great reviews. Everybody was saying, you go on that vacation and you just come back refreshed. It's just Rakhi Hashvi Mamish. This is like Ganeden. He booked a ticket, he went on vacation, he just got married. So the couple went together, they got to the top of the mountain, they pitched their tent, they were there for a week. Finally he comes back, and everybody asks him, no, how was it? He says, oh, it was terrible, it was nothing. All this bliss and all this tranquility and peacefulness of mind didn't exist by me. And they were wondering what went wrong. This has five-star reviews. They realized he took his laptop to that mountaintop. At night, he was answering his business emails. He brought the anxiety of his business. He didn't go on vacation. His body was on vacation, but his mind was still in his business. He never let go and allowed himself to really experience that moment of being on top of a mountain. A wedding is a moment where a chassan and kala are king and queen. They're royalty. They're on top of a mountain. Their head is not supposed to be anywhere else. They're supposed to walk in and experience the inner peace and feeling that they feel inside of them without any consideration to what are they serving. Is it steak or is it going to be chicken? Or is it going to be this kind of decor or that kind of decor? That's bringing anxiety. And that's making that the chas and the kala should walk in and have certain expectations and certain things. If it's done, then they will feel good. And if it's not done, they won't feel good. Throw that to the side. That's the party planner. Chas and the kala royalty. A kala who comes into a wedding and says, I can't really experience my wedding if everyone doesn't dress in the color that I like. Really? You have to experience your joy at that wedding? Let everyone wear what they like to wear. The same way you don't like some colors, your sister-in-law and your aunt and everyone else also has their preference of colors. Let them enjoy their colors. You enjoy your colors. And then the day, you are going in an institution called marriage, which is seeing and allowing another space in your life, not dictating your wills on others. Shouldn't a marriage be the first space where you say, everyone wear what they want to wear. I will dance like a queen. I will behave and feel like a queen. I'm not going to limit myself that I can only experience my own wedding if I have a certain color on. That's ridiculous. I'm going to allow everybody to dress the way they want to dress. Royalty is defined by letting go of the trivial details. Leave that to the wedding planners. There was a story in England, someone recently shared this with me, that the Queen of England came to an event and she happened to have the same color dress as the Prime Minister of England. And the Prime Minister sent her a, a letter, communicated to her, she said, I know, I feel so bad that we 
Tell me in advance and I'll wear something else. And the queen responded saying, something to the extent of royalty doesn't look at these kinds of things. Royalty walks into the hall. Whatever you dress, you dress, it's fine. We don't get preoccupied in these things. A chassan and kala are royalty. You want to experience your wedding? Walk in and have the only thought on your minds is that you're on top of a mountain. Don't bring your business with you. Don't bring no other businesses besides your wedding. The business of wedding planning is not yours. Let them do it. Let the sister-in-laws, let them do what they want. You walk in, you're on top of a mountain. You're going to your wedding. Dance like a queen. Behave like a queen. And the Abisha should help that you should live your life like a queen. But don't start your day with a wedding planner mode. Be a queen.